a lot of ranting in the last few episodes. You have. I'm mad I at you. pedestrians and I drivers of true blood. <laughs> you better just chill. You're supposed to be going out for dinner tonight. I am. You have to be friendly. You're going to go in there and start a fight with people <laughs> at the dinner party. Well, this is kind of an update for what I was talking about the last time, which was saying about how people aren't watching TV mm-hmm. that I'm noticing. Well, this is kind of, this is happening in Britain. And I'm going to ask you to jump in on this at some point because I don't completely understand how it works. But the BBC is doing something called Project Canvas. And what they want to do is they want to create an on-demand service for television sets via an Internet-connected set-top box. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know how that works? It basically sounds like what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to watch your YouTube videos at the same time that you would be able to watch... um, like a suite of shows, perhaps, that you have yeah. set up on demand that you want to watch. Yeah, I thought order. the way it seemed to me was that they were aiming basically to be the global standard of how you would absorb content delivered, not by conventional broadcast means, but over the internet. So they would sort of be then. They would be like Hulu be like the, times 10, right? I like, mean, it's like, sorry, like, like Hulu times 10, but presumably aiming at everybody using this as a you know, hub for how you would get your content. So is it kind of like they basically, like back in the olden days when television came in the 40s, you'd have your television set and then you had your antenna and then they created the terrestrial signal that you could, your antenna could read and you could see it on your TV, right? Mm -hmm. So what they're trying, what they're proposing to do here is to create a standard that would be kind of like that in a 21st century kind of digital way. I think, and and the article was a little bit vague, so I have to say I'm kind of reading between the lines here. But I, my impression was that it would be instead of there being all these different sites where um, content creators would put stuff like YouTube, Hulu, Vimeo, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. to be something that would be like a hub for the transmission of this video content, but combined Gosh, with. Going to a set-top box so that you could watch it on your television. You wouldn't just be watching it on the computer. Okay. And it seemed interesting to me that that basically they were hoping that it would be a global platform. But they did also say that it was in place in Europe and in parts of Africa and in Australia, but not in North America at all. Yeah, which has to do with something. It seemed like it had to do with the kind of format for the... um, Whatever the, it's the plugs, no, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, the thing that, I guess it all started with, there's this company, and they, they've gone that way um, in Britain last year called Freeview. And with Freeview, is it's not connected to the internet. And this is like the next step. It's hmm. like the same platform as Freeview, only they're using it, you'll be able to use it with the internet. Huh. But yes. So, yeah, if, if anybody knows, please post something yeah. on the blog, exactly how it works. Because yeah. like, it, it seemed kind of neat but it seemed very kind of unclear but the bbc does seem to be doing some interesting things with like they're clearly trying to exercise a huge leadership role in digital which is really interesting to see 3d tv nora (laughs) you've got a really i should okay i'll shut up you've got something really good to talk about Uh, this is kind of an idea of call it uh, university 2.0 creating they're calling it open source it's not really open source they're just basically talking about what if you could create 
uh, a large system of sort of second-tier online universities that would give you, you know, a pretty good education. There's not going to be the top drawer of the, you know, the Yale education or the whatever, McGill U of T type of education, but it's going to give you, it's going to satisfy the credentialism of the work world. So, so they're talking, talking about, about my plan this summer. This fits right in with my plan. No, what? To open the Kathy Bond School of Agriculture and <laughs> Journalism <laughs> up at the farm. <laughs> and you come and you can stay on my farm and do work and you can get credit. <laughs> You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> I just. So apparently there are a couple of models uh, for doing this. Peer-to-peer university is one, straighter line, Newton, that are basically offering online courses for college equivalency. We do have like some models for this in Canada, like there's Royal Roads, which offers an MBA where you you do most of the work virtually, and then you have a couple of residency periods that you do with them. I mean, there are examples, and they actually make the point in the article that there are examples outside of the U.S. Well, my Um, cousin's doing one. Oh yeah, at, yeah at Conestoga College in okay. Kitchener, right? And because I was there, because I she's still at home, living at home with her parents, and there's a gym downstairs in their basement. So mm-hmm. I'm paddling away on the bike, and I'm talking to Betsy. And then she said, her dad comes down, and goes, "Aren't you supposed to be in class?" <laughs> so she has to go into her room, and what she does is, is that like you know, in the olden days, we sort of thought that if you had um, a virtual component to a classroom, it would be basically like there'd be a regular classroom and then they'd plunk a camera in there and then you would listen to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the lecturer. But now, she said, it's all, like the lecturers, everything's done in advance. Everybody's at home. They're all alone. And you have absolutely no contact with anybody else mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I said, isn't that lonely and gross? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah. Right, yeah. So the social component you would totally miss. There's part of me that reacts to saying, but there's so much more to the experience of being in a post-secondary institution than just Mm -hmm. the credentials. I mean, there is all of that arguing with people about politics in the pub kind of aspect of it and all that, except that in many ways, universities have really become factories for cranking out people with degrees, right? So is it really... Other than the sort of fun aspect, is it really all that different than well, what a university is like already? Well, no, because I was talking, my nephew's just started at U of T, and in his first year courses, there's nothing beneath 200. Yeah. Yeah, and one is like 500. Yeah. And so you have, abs- yeah, there's no time to interact at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know, I would still, would, but I do remember, I think I read it in here, and they were talking about tears of um, degrees that you'd be getting. Mm-hmm. And this is like, even when I started thinking about it, I thought, well, we're creating a two-tiered educational system where people who have money can afford the real deal mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. else has an artificial version. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think in the case of Canada, it really it means giving up on something that, you know, because that was one of the things that was always so great about Canada is like even the best universities were not private institutions that cost a fortune. They were... Yeah. properly publicly subsidized. But, yeah. but it, the, the economic argument that the guy makes, in addition to the sort of thought that you might have this different kind of um, post-secondary education, the economic argument that he makes is kind yeah. of interesting about there being a trade-off between convenience and what he calls fidelity. So it's worth checking out. It's a Business Week article. It's worth checking out the article just for that because he, what he's really talking about is an example of versioning, that you, yeah. know, you have something that's like cheap or free but that's not quite as good. fancy or good, and then yeah. you have you know your optimal versions which people pay more for. Yeah, but then what do you do, though? Because we've been talking about this before. It's like you get what you can afford. Yes, which you in, know? in a sense is a, a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. I think. 
even though I'm always all for why be real when you can be fake. <laughs> <laughs> and why that's be why you I can love be you. someone better. <laughs> okay, well, come to the blog. For links to these stories and more, thesniffer.net. Bye. Bye.